When a weapon on the gun line of the Naval Surface Warfare Center Dahlgren fires, you hear a thud and seconds later you see a splash out in the Potomac River. It sounds and looks rough, but in fact each trigger pull is the subject of detailed measurement and analysis. For more, in the third installment of our series on Dahlgren, Tom Temin spoke with the division's Integrated Engagement Systems Chief, Daniel Ross. So Dahlgren, where the Navy Surface Warfare Center is, we are predominantly a research, development, and integration hub for the Navy. And so systems that are going to go aboard ship will typically come through Dahlgren for development and evaluation and integration to ensure that they're going to be safe for shipboard use. So the pathway then is from Navy requirement to contractor prototype to Dahlgren? That is one of the typical avenues that we see systems come through. We also do in-house development here, which I think makes us pretty unique in that we have folks here developing systems. They can contact us, get out on the range pretty quickly, evaluate how their system is performing, and then go right back to the lab, continuing to evolve that design and mature it, and then come right back out, test out to see how they're doing. So it's kind of that incremental evaluation of system design. And having us located right here on the river, being able to simulate that littoral environment over the water puts us in a pretty good position to evaluate systems as they would be operationally. And what are the different variables, what are the major ones that would be affecting a new system before it's put on a ship? Well, that's a broad question, right? Because if you think about all the different systems that go, but we're looking at anything from how a projectile performs in flight to how an electronics cabinet aboard a ship might perform under typical shock and vibration phenomena that it may see in the fleet. So it's truly a broad capability that we have here to evaluate systems. And at the end of the day, even though it's highly data intensive, there is no substitute for firing shells like we're hearing in the background today. That's right. You got to see uh, us firing some systems today. That live component of T&E will always be there. Uh, One of the things that we are focusing on, though, right now is integrating some of our digital capability into our test events because we feel like that gives us a better end-to-end operational assessment of how a system performs. So we're, we're tying into some of the other labs that we have, and that's part of the reinvention effort as well. Because Dahlgren is also looking at the general issue of digital engineering, where you do a lot of prototyping and testing before you move to physical structure. Right. Can that apply to gun performance? It can. You know, we build models for the systems that we put aboard a ship. And so those models help us predict how systems might perform in operational conditions. And then, you know, as that design uh, matures and the model matures, you know, we can get a better idea of how something will, will perform before we go out and qualify it as part of a live test. And there's no analog in the private sector to a naval gun. You see one and you know exactly what you're looking for. That's right. Much as people would like to have one on their SUVs, they're <laughs> only in the Navy. And so what is out there available that from the commercial world that can be used to test and evaluate these systems versus what you need to develop because of how unique they are? Well, we partner with industry a good bit. Our chief technologist is is working to form some new partnerships now as we speak to leverage some of that capability that comes from industry. So we're working to stand up a lot of those new relationships right now and with academia as well. They can provide quite great capability to help us evaluate some of these systems. So would a case in point be, say, recoil measurement? That's pretty much a unique measurement Mm -hmm. to the military. Sure. But you also have a brand new vibration lab, which could be applicable to many, many systems in the commercial domain. So maybe talk about vibration for a minute and what the new capability there is. Sure. So we have several folks that are working on cutting-edge technology that will allow us to simulate pretty much any transportation environment that a system might see in the fleet. So you think about all the potential platforms that a piece of military gear could be transported on. 
having the ability to replay those environments in our labs. So we'll go out, we'll measure those environments. We have the right folks in-house here to translate that into something we can play on our vibration equipment. And so what that buys you is an early look at how some of these new pieces of gear are going to perform in similar environments that they see in the fleet. And so we can provide that information back to the designer, buy them some margin by providing real-world environments, and kind of go through that whole iterative process again where we design, test, and fix. Because I guess for practical purposes, if you have an electronic module of some size, a rack or Mm -hmm. something, if it's mounted on a freight train, it's probably going to be similar to what it might encounter on a ship over time. Sure, it could be. And, you know, understanding those nuances is really important. And so, again, I go back to the people that we have in-house here that can go out and measure those environments, make sense of them, bring them back to our labs, and then play them again so that you know exactly how you're going to perform on the railway or on that ship. And getting back to the general issue of testing guns before they're delivered to the Navy, how often does a given millimeter or given system on a ship get replaced? There are constant evaluations underway to take a look at new technologies and what we might be able to bring to bear in the fleet. We talked a little bit earlier about some of the larger caliber, you know, 16-inch guns that we used to have out in the fleet years ago, and now we've evolved to using, you know, smaller caliber, more accurate projectiles, uh, directed energy, you probably hear a lot about, but... All these new technologies are coming to bear in the fleet, and a lot of them are coming through Dahlgren for evaluation. And do you also have the capability of testing the ordnance itself? Does it explode the way it should? And how do you test, for example, lethality? Because that, unfortunately, is what the purpose of it is. Sure. We have a great capability here. We have two explosively sighted ranges just here across the creek where we take a developmental projectile or ordnance item. We will detonate that in its design mode and evaluate how it breaks up. And so we take that data and analyze that to understand how it's performing and whether or not it will do the job once it gets to a target. So we do various types of explosives testing over what we call pumpkin neck. It's our explosive experimental area here. Because for a Navy shell, the purpose is not like a bullet in a rifle or something. The purpose is to wreck another ship often. And so you can figure out how that's likely to happen or if it's likely to happen with a given system? Sure, we can. We have uh, lethality models that once we get our physical data from these tests, we can feed those into the lethality models and get an understanding of how that projectile or that item would actually perform if it were fired in the fleet. And I've noticed a lot of people here have long tenure. That's right. And given the competitiveness of the technology work scene these days, what keeps people here, do you think? I think there's something to be said about the work that we do here. We say often around here that the sound of gun firing is the sound of freedom. I truly believe that this place scratches the patriotic itch that many of us have. And so I don't think you can go anywhere else in the country and do this type of work. It's rewarding to see items that you have evaluated or worked on to design, uh, get to the fleet and be used safely by our sailors. It's a very rewarding experience and, and I'm proud to be able to work here. Daniel Ross is chief of the Integrated Engagement Systems Division at the Naval Surface Warfare Center Systems Dahlgren Division. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. And tomorrow, a peek inside the Navy's super laser and hypersonic test beds. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, 
always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.